Hey, I'm Paul. The guy who used to ask if you could hear me now on Verizon? Not anymore. I switched to Sprint. It's 2016, and every network is great. In fact, Sprint's reliability is now within 1% of Verizon's. Don't let a 1% difference cost you twice as much. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash network, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Reliability claim based on third-party drive test average carrier features differ subject to $30 activation fee credit and valid port and see website for eligible plans. Limited time offer. Offer coverage not everywhere for all phones. Restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, listeners. You have reached the... Voices of the Cannabis Wars live radio show, where we are here to present you with the news right from the front lines of what is going on in this crazy war, um, in this crazy cannabis war where we're having people locked up in prison. Yes, in prison for a plant for the last couple decades. Um, Some of them in there and may not ever get out unless we get them free. That is why we come together on this show every single Sunday morning to bring you the news right from the front lines and to let you know what's going on behind bars with our prisoners. Um, This week's award-winning show is going to put focus on the Seattle Hemp Fest. Um, This year is their 25th year anniversary, and the Seattle Hemp Fest is a place where basically – where basically you can get together and enjoy the plant and talk about the plant and – um, we're, there, there's going to be a lot of outreach going on there this year, like a lot. In fact, a couple years ago, um, hold on, I'm, I'm sending somebody a message here real quick. But a couple years ago, the Seattle Hemp Fest, they got, adopted um, two prisoners. In fact, I was um, part of the Human Solution when it happened, and we were trying to put massive tension on prisoners and ask people to adopt them and take care of them while they're behind bars. And the Seattle Hunt Fest took on George Monterano, who's now a free man who calls in every single week of this of this show to talk to us about what's going on in his life, and also as well as as well as Jimmy Roman. And Sharon Winson is one of the organizers of the Seattle Hunt Fest, and she's going to be on our show today to talk about the the prison outreach that they're doing at the fest and a little bit about the 25th year anniversary. Um, And then after Sharon Whitson, we are going to have Vicka Thompson come on, who is also made an adoption. Um, She adopted Craig Cecil a couple years ago, and so she's going to come on. She's also a speaker at the Fest. Um, After Vicka, we are going to talk right with Craig Cecil, who's serving his 15th year of his life sentence. Um, For those of you who have heard me say 13th year in the last couple of shows, it's because I keep getting my years mixed up because we have so many people, so many prisoners to keep up with. But, yes, Craig has served, served his 15th year and will be calling in right from behind bars to tell us what's going on in his world due to cannabis. After that, we're going to talk to George Monterano, who served 33 years of a life sentence. Now, George is one of the prisoners that the Seattle Hemp Fest adopted, and they did so much outreach for George. Um, in fact, many groups around the whole nation did a lot of outreach for George. But them being a really, um, a really big organization – brought George quite a bit of help, um, and now George is a free man today. George is free after 33 years. In fact, George Monterano was a very close friend with the past host of ours, Eugene Fisher, um, who served 25 years of a life sentence for cannabis, who just recently passed away. Um, that is, He is one of the reasons why this show is still going. Um, we all just love and respect Eugene. Rest in peace. Um, after George, we're going to talk to Beth Curtis, 
whose brother is serving two life sentences plus 20 years. Okay, don't I don't get that, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but Beth is founded a group called Life of Pot and is most likely going to also be a speaker at the Seattle Hemp Fest. So we'll hear what she's going to be be doing there. Also, Jeff Zansky, who served 21 plus years in prison um, due to his life sentence for cannabis, who was just recently freed because they changed the laws in Missouri, the state that he's from. And he's also going to be at the Seattle Hemp Fest as speaker. And we're going to talk to Jeff as well. And after that, we're going to talk to Jeff Eichen, who um, actually was the first person to get behind bars and interview one of our plant prisoners. His interview was with Jeff, Jeff Mazansky, who's now free. Um, so we're just going to talk to Jeff right after the other Jeff. And we're going to find out what he's doing at the Hemp Fest. In fact, he's going to have a booth that I'm going to be volunteering at and our, our other members of our group is going to be volunteering at to try to get letters for our prisoners. Um, and then after that, we're going to talk to New Jersey Weedman, who's a big preacher about jury nullification. And he's also going to be a speaker at the fest. And then after that, we're going to talk to Jared Alloway, who um, believes that marijuana is safer than cannabis, or is safer than alcohol. Um, and Jared is also going to be a speaker at the fest. Jared um, loves our prisoners and does a lot of advocating for them. When we get out there and get letters signed, Jared, Jared helps us out. And so we're going to talk to Jared about what's going on at the fest in his world this year. And after that, we're going to talk to Tom Corby, who is a chapter coordinator for the Human Solution International in Northern California, and he will bring us the Northern California news. My name is Kristen Floor. I am one of the hosts of this show. And we also have Mindy Griffiths, who is another host of this show. She was our producer, and after Eugene passed away, she turned into a show host. So good morning, Mindy. How are you today? Good morning, Kristen. I'm doing good. Good morning, Kristen. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, we're waiting for our, for our first guest to come on, Sharon Whitson. Um, but Mindy, well, while we wait um, for her to go ahead. I was going to say also, I just got a message from Amber, who um, Thomas Landers' daughter, who might be calling in to give us a quick update on how things are going with him as well. <laughs> okay, cool. Just so That's you know, awesome. She, she has a break. Yeah, she'll be trying to call in on her break. Um, that is, we've got an amazing show lined up, Mindy. Um, but what, okay, so we've got a really good close friend to our prisoners. Her name is Stephanie Landon. Stephanie has a group called Freedom Grow, and Stephanie raises commissary money for our prisoners, and Mindy helps Stephanie raise the commissary money. Um, but no, let's I talk not. about that. Well, not, you don't I help don't raise help it. Raise it. Help I, help, it. I help her, yeah, I help you, her disperse it. Right, right. So let's talk about that. She just raised a whole bunch of money. She, if I can read right, and it's early still here where I'm at, it looks like she's raised $2,300 so far since um, on Friday and Saturday, and then she'll be back today at the High Times Cup. So um, if you're anywhere near that area, um, look up Stephanie and Finders. They have slushies. I believe they're, if I remember right, $5 for regular slushies and $10 for medicated slushies, and it all goes to pot prisoners. So definitely help you out. Wow. So for our listeners, um, I just want to explain something to you guys. Mindy is a host as well as she's screening all the calls today. So if we hear Mindy dip in and dip out, it's because she's taking the the incoming calls. Um, And I'm going to dip out right now, Kristen. Okay, all right. We'll, We'll talk to you in a second. 
Um, we've we've got a new caller coming on. Hopefully, it'll be our first guest. Um, but what we're what we're going to do today is um, talk about. Oh, that's what I was going to say. If you guys want to donate money to Prisoners Commissary, just remember that they only make about twelve cents an hour, and they're forced to sit behind bars and work, and they only get about twenty thirty dollars a month, and they have to buy their shoes, their clothes, things like that. So while our people are in prison for a plant, and remember if they're not in prison for a plant. It could be you in prison for their plant because they put a certain amount of people in prison for the plant, and it's, if it's not them, it's going to be the next person. So while they are while they are holding up the sacrifice, they're holding down that, that spot in prison for us, we need to make sure that they are taken care of. So if you are not at the High Times Cup today in Southern California, you can go straight to Stephanie Landa's site and donate. Her website is 420 – or no – um, it is freedomgrow.org, freedomgrow. Freedom Grow. and you can make a, a nonprofit. I mean, yeah, an, a, a, she's a nonprofit 501c organization, so you can make a tax-deductible donation, and she will put it straight on prisoners' commissary. And that is very, 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 very important to us right now because we need to make sure that they're taken care of. So a couple thousand dollars, yay, go Stephanie. Um, she's a regular on our show. However, her son is locked away in prison for cannabis right now and his visiting hours just happen to be the same time as the show is so um, please um, contact Stephanie Landa and get those prisoners some commissary money Hey Kristen there's another group out there that's doing some great work for prisoners right now Parents for Pot they have a, a school drive school supply drive going on and I believe they're um, like Corvain Cooper's family is going to be a recipient of this. Um, and there's other, uh, I, I would imagine some of the same prisoners that got help at Christmas will be getting help here at, the, at this time too. So um, feel free. If, if you're someone who donates to school drives, this is a great one. It, they help everything from cannabis prisoner children to um, children with um with cancer to all kinds of children whose families are suffering because of the, uh, because of prohibition. Yeah. So, and we're still waiting for our next guest to call in. In fact, I think she, that might be her right there. Um, but I just want to let all the listeners know how great parents for pot is. I am a member. Mindy is a member. Um, we love parents for pot because they raise commissary money for are not commissary money. They raise money for our children who have parents who are in prison for a plant every single Christmas. So, um, yeah, that so you could st- donate to Stephanie Landa's group for the commissary, and then take a little other little donation and take it over to Parents for Pot. Mindy, do you know how? Oh, Mindy's green in the next call, which I think it might be our uh, first guest, Sharon Whitson. Um, and I'm going to tell you guys just a little bit about Sharon Whitson. Sharon Whitson helps in fact she is one of the major organizers for the for the Seattle Hemp Fest and she works her butt off. I mean, I'm telling you guys, she is great at at organizing I mean and you guys see it's the twenty fifth year anniversary of the Seattle Hemp Fest. In fact that is her right there. So I'm gonna put her on Good morning, Sharon. This show is all about the Seattle Hemp Fest and you basically are a the Seattle Hemp Fest. How's it going this morning? I am awesome. I'm so glad to be on, you guys. We're excited oh, we for are... our, our 25th anniversary. 
I know, so are we, because I'm seeing all the prison outreach you guys are doing, and I'm seeing all the good stuff that's going on. Um, what's Tell us, what's going on with the prison outreach? Um, and George and George is going to be on our show today, and so is Jeff, who are going to be speakers at your at the fest, and all kinds of people are going to be on our show today that are going to be at the fest. Yeah, we're, we're so, you know, George and Jeff are so precious to me. You know, we adopted George in 2012, George Monterano and Jimmy Romans, um, and started letter writing campaigns to Obama and various other um, court entities. And to have George released on October 5th of last year was just an ecstatic moment um, for the whole Hempfest membership team that's worked so hard on all of this. Um, getting to meet Jess and Chris is going to be such an honor, and having them speak from our stages is just going to be absolutely powerful. Because a lot of people I don't, can't wait to meet them. don't get it. They don't get that people can get life in prison for marijuana, especially people here in Washington State where we're enjoying, you know, a form of legalization right now. So, Right, right. Well, I hear you guys are going to have now, – now, I just want to say, um, I heard you guys are going to have a, a letter a letter writing drive for Jimmy. For, for his Jimmy. Appeal coming Jimmy up. is appealing. His appeal was just denied. Um, but his family and he are appealing to the U.S. Supreme Court, um, and I'm working with them on details right now on if we're going to be writing letters to the Supreme Court or if we're going to continue pounding on Obama. Obama has just a few more months in office. He keeps releasing all these people on cocaine and other charges and not marijuana lifers, which to me is appalling and kind of want to keep everybody in, in front of his face, but all of our info merchandise booths are going to have the petitions for folks to sign or the letters for Jimmy Romans, and we'll have them out at our VIP party. We're going to be accepting donations. One of my little weird things is I don't like to go somewhere and collect 500 letters and stuff them all in one envelope and mail them. I actually have people that sit there and handwrite out every single envelope with every single person who signed actual return address on it and stamp every envelope so Obama gets 500 letters individually which to me has just a bigger impact um, so we're also going to be collecting donations for stamps because my hope is with you know the 100,000 plus people we'll have at Hempfest that I'm going to get you know 10,000 letters to send in and I'm going to need help with the postage Wow okay so how if somebody wants to donate and help with the postage is there a website can we go to um hempfest.org or how, how can people donate Good. right now I don't have a specific postage we're going to have the uh, jo uh, donation jar next to where the letters are being signed at for people to donate there on site but we do have a donation um, button on our website at hempfest.org if you go to the web store and then if you email me sharon at hempfest.org and let me know that you want your donation to go towards postage I will make that happen Okay, cool. Cool. So let's, what else is going on at the Fest this year? Um, well, we, besides we all this work great with, outreach? Um, we're, we're having signs up about a variety of different prisoners on our fence line. Um, we have, um, we'll have signs about Jimmy Romans, um, Natalie DePriest and her brother, whose first name escapes me, um, and a variety of other prisoners that's going to have their information. Um, 
a little bit about them, an image of them, and then an address where to write them at, which is something that's so simple for everyone to do. I was just on a vacation. I collected postcards from everywhere I went to send to Jimmy Roman. And some people say they don't know what to say. If you just sent by a card and say, I was thinking about you, I hope you're having a good day, and sign your name, it will mean a lot to them. You don't have to. I kind of write just like I'm writing my friend I've known my whole life, and now they are become like friends you've known your whole life when you do it that way. Right, right. That's cool. That's really awesome, Sharon, that you do that, because if they, when they feel forgotten, they they feel depressed, and they feel sad, and they're living in a little tiny Right. Well, like, George was the longest-serving nonviolent first-time offender in the history of the United States, and Jimmy was just sentenced in 2013. So people are, and that's after two states had legalized marijuana, you know. Um, so people are still getting life sentences in the current decade we live in. Um, so it's Sharon, really I have to tell you, and uh, Antonio Basquera, Basquero has been the longest serving. He's been in longer than George even was. But was he a first-time nonviolent? Uh, yes, I don't know. I was, thought George was the first-time non nonviolent offender. Hmm, I'll have to check on that. I understand I it's, uh, but um, yeah, I know that they're they were neck and neck. I mean, they were. They were definitely neck and neck think, as far as MLS I think, goes. Um, I think Antonio. I think Antonio's been in there for thirty six thirty six years. So wow. for George to get released or out of for George to get out and the, the Antonio to still be in there, then that that turns it into Antonio being the longest. Which you know, this conversation's upsetting to me really bad because we're talking about people who've been in prison um, for thirty six and thirty three years for a plant. I mean that that I mean this that just the thought of that just gives me goosebumps. It's just it's just not right. Um but it George is, is free. <laughs> and George is gonna be speaking at the fest too. Oh my gosh. We George is a regular guest on our show and comes on every single still, every single George is, George is still working out parole um issues, so there's a chance he won't be at Hempfest this year and I'm really heartbroken over it. Um, he submitted documentation to his parole officer. I believe this is the third time. The first few times they claimed they lost the paperwork. Um, and so he's still trying to get it pushed through and approved. Okay, okay. Um, Sharon, is there any way if somebody wanted to volunteer at the fest um, to help you guys out with this, with, with prison outreach or any other type of um, anything that they want to do at the fest? Is, the, is, is there a way specifically can take to volunteer? Yeah, if you go to org and then you go to the Get Involved tab, there's a volunteer button, and you can just click on that, and there's all the info you need to volunteer. There's crews cool. and sign-ups and all that good stuff. Um, I'm going to be out there helping Jeff Eichen with the Lifers Project, trying to bring some attention so that we can be a voice through through a movie. And from what Jeff Eichen tells me, where you're going to be launching uh, some pieces of his documentary at the fest as well. Well, not at Hempfest. He does. We did um, give lifers a booth um, to do their outreach from because I think the project he's doing is amazing. Actually, trying to go to all the prisoners and speak to them while they're in prison, and the fact that he visited Jeff in prison and now is with Jeff out of prison doing things. Yeah, is fantastic. 
Um, and he has a venue on Saturday night and is going to be doing a Saturday evening screening and Jeff will be there um, and George as well. And we're super excited for his project to be launching on Saturday night. Karen, I'm going to be there too. I'm going to be dressed up in a dress and I'm going to be doing interviews for, for Jeff Eichen, um on the green carpet that he's been telling me all about. So I'm excited to be a part of it as well. Um, that just sounds so cool. I've, um, I saw his first uh, little piece that he launched with Jeff Mazansky while Jeff was in prison, and that was absolutely amazing. So I'm, I'm excited. I've been really excited for the Hemp Fest this year. In fact, um, the group that I volunteer, the Voices of the Cannabis War, um, me and all of our volunteers are welcome at Jeff's booth. Um, he's going to coordinate with us so that we can get um, not just – a few letters to be signed, but uh, multiple different prisoners that are serving life sentences. So you can stop by the lifers booth as well and sign letters for some of our other prisoners. That's awesome. And you guys have a, a POW 420 merchant booth going on this year? We don't because they weren't able to um, staff it. So they're going to be coming up um, and I believe volunteering and speaking. Okay, cool, cool. Well, um, it's really exciting to talk to you. We've got um, we've also uh, for for today we've also got um, now you guys adopted um, George Monterano and Jimmy Romans and there's another woman who made an adoption, Vicka Thompson, and she's going to be a speaker at your vet, your event also. And she adopted uh, Craig Cecil, and she's going to be on in just a little bit to actually talk to Craig Cecil, who's calling in from prison. So that's really going to be wow. cool because she's. Yes, yes, and she's she's going to be doing some some outreach for Craig Cecil. Last year at the fest, she did. She's like you. She takes around cards and gets them signed, and she gets pictures of people holding holding Craig signs, and she she sends them to him. It's really awesome. So she's going to be there doing some prison outreach. And um, I noticed that uh, Beth Curtis, who is like um, Eugene Fisher, who is a former host of our show, who served 25 years for cannabis who just recently passed away called called Beth the mother of cannabis and she her brother um John Knock who's serving two life sentences plus 20 years um has been in prison since the 90s and she found a life for pot and I see that she's going to be a speaker so like that is so yeah. exciting yeah we're super to see. excited to have her there too she is one of our favorite people like she started prison outreach as soon as her, her brother went to prison decades ago, and she's been trying to bring attention to these prisoners for so long, and she's been so good. I just love her. To see her being there is just so awesome. Is there any other speakers coming on that you want to tell us about or anything else? Well, there's, I don't have them list up. there's so many people um, coming and speaking this year for our 25th anniversary. There's six stages. Be sure and grab an event program while you're there so that you could, could see where everyone's at. Um, it's also up on our website, although the schedule and the panels are not up on our website yet. But I know that the prisoners panel with um, Jeff and George and Chris will be taking place in the Hemposium tent. Um, they're also going to be guests of honors at our VIP party. Um, which takes place on Friday night at 8 o'clock. The membership program has been doing the raffles um, for the commissary funds. I have to mention Highway 420, a rec store in Bremerton, 
um, donated the money for, um, she's using her miles to fly George out of her members, signed cards and raised money for Jimmy Romans as well. Um, so that was really nice to see a rec store um, pitching in and helping like that. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, um, that sounds so cool. I'm so excited. Um, we've got our next guest on the line, um, Vicka Thompson. But first, we've got to get to Amber, whose father is in prison serving life sentence. Listen to this, Sharon. Her dad is in prison for life for a joint, one joint. And the wow. prison is not, yeah. And you know, how, you know how you see me out there advocating for my dad all the time about how the prison neglected him to death. Well, they're basically doing the same thing to her dad. So um, we're going to put her on for a couple minutes, and then we're going to go to Vicka Thompson and Craig Cecil, who's going to be calling in live straight from prison after his 15th year of being incarcerated. So um, I want to thank you, Sharon, for coming on today. We love you, and we love the Seattle Hemp Fest. And we are so excited because, to me, you know, to have an event without prison outreach is wrong. And you guys do the very most prison outreach I can imagine. And I just I commend you guys for that. It's so cool. Yeah. Thank you for being a voice for them. volunteer to make, make signs, and they could just be an 11 by 17 piece of paper with prisoner information on them. It has to be somewhat you know, not too lengthy. I'd like to do this, this is going to sound funny, but kind of a porta potty project where we put the information up in porta potties because you have a captive audience. Oh, cool. and I'm hoping that yeah. staring at the face, if I could get little CQR codes or something. So if anyone wants to volunteer to help with that, email me at Sharon at Hempfest.org. Thank you for all you're doing. I love you guys. Okay. Bye bye. Oh, we love you too. Thank bye, you, Sharon. Sharon. Thank you. All right, you guys, that was Sharon Whitson, one of the, one of the, leaders for the Seattle Hemp Fest talking about all the prison outreach and we've got a call from Amber we're going to put her on right now she is calling from her break to tell us about her dad and then we're going to go to Vicka and take a call from Craig Cecil hold on just a moment here is Amber good morning Amber yes. um, Amber your dad is Thomas Landreth and how is Thomas how is Thomas hanging in there last His we heard he's being very high he's doing a lot better there's been so many people writing letters to him since the last radio show. So that's a win. That's awesome. Oh, yes. Oh, I've got goosebumps. I'm so happy. Oh, I, I know. I'm going to cry. <laughs> He's been in prison <laughs> for so long without outside contact. That's just such a huge win. Wow. We were just talking to the Seattle Hemp Fest about, about actually contacting the prisoners. And I'm going to say, you guys, I'm not as good as contacting the prisoners as I should be. I'm better at being their voice. Um, but I'm going to send your dad a letter really soon and just tell him how much he means to us and how much he means to me too. Like I, I help him, but I've never met him. Like I, there, you know, there's a lot we can do for prisoners, but I'm slacking when it comes to writing letters. And that's number one. That's okay. Everybody has their place. You know, we got to play our part, and your part is huge. That's all right. That's okay. You're doing amazing things. Don't feel bad, girl. Oh, your dad, even though he hasn't gotten a, a card from me yet, I love him, and I he's a hero to me in my eyes forever. Well, he knows who but you how, are very well. <laughs> very well. good. How is his health hanging in there? What's 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 the prison? Have they given him his medicine so yet? His health is declining a little bit. He now is completely numb on his left side. He has no feeling. He still hasn't um, received his new medications, and it's going on month five now. 
There still is no rehabilitation plan from his caseworker. She's basically informed me that he's a grown man and that's not her job. So I've put in oh my a call gosh. to a supervisor. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> mad. Yeah. I just my blood flow. Ooh, okay. But, so, um, Amber, I'm... I'm... I haven't seen my father in six years, and I've been trying to get approved for the last year, and we just got the approval, and he'll get to meet my babies. <laughs> so Aww. that's a great, yeah. Okay, Amber, I just want to let you know, at any point we could get Craig Cecil calling in right from prison. Um, So I just want to let you know, at any point our, ours can get cut off. But until then, I have to say we have to get together because I want to redo the flyer that me and Mindy worked on Um. We want to redo that and add more so we can put even more pressure on. If there's counselors talking all this crap, I think we need to actually contact the counselor, add the counselor's number into the flyer we had to get um, whatever okay, it is we want done. Okay, added so. um, Mindy as a person that can get all of his information, so she can call and, and ask anything that she wants. She's on his list. Good. Really? Okay. Okay. Oh, yep. that's good to know. After yes, the show, Amber, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So we'll have to check in later today or tomorrow. Awesome, awesome. Y'all okay, are just such okay. a blessing. I mean, the work that y'all do, <laughs> I don't know if you understand how much of an impact it's making on people's lives just to know that somebody's out there fighting for us. Amber, let me tell you something, Kate. My dad was going through a lot of what your dad goes through, and I didn't have no help at all because I did not know anybody. And after my dad was gone, I thought nobody should have to go through what I went through. And so for you to say that, it tells me that I'm honoring not only what I believe in, but what my father believed in and um, what you and your father believe in. So that's we're here for each other. We're all part of this war together. And someday you're going to be able to help somebody too because you've, you've been through it. And there's, they're not stopping. People are going through it left and right. So we just we got oh, to yes. be here for I each pay, other. I pay it forward. Uh, shout out to Lance Glore and his mother, Tracy Glore. She is such a blessing huh. as well. There's so many people that I've met through this. Like, like we met the goal to get my dad a fan. He's been in a cell without a fan, reaching 117 degrees temperatures for the whole summer now. And, Tracy put us over the mark, and she donated even though she needs help with her own son. So that's, I mean, this this whole thing has just brought so many people together. It's one team, one uh-huh. team. Uh, yeah, we love her. In fact, I just was, just before the show, I was making a, a flyer for a barbecue. She's having a fundraiser for Lance, trying to raise money for his legal defense fund. And she, her business mother, she donates um, to get print, uh, letters printed in order to ask Obama to to grant clemency to a lot of our prisoners. So she is a blessing to all of us, all of us. Um, yes, she is. Even, well, the Amber, grandma, even the grandma's out there holding signs. It's the whole family. Oh, my gosh. You should, see, you should see the grandma in her little sweet wheelchair at his trial. I just touched my heart to see all of his family out there just, just, just trying to support him. And, you know, a lot of people, they lose their family members when this happens. And not Lance and his family. They were there for him. Many people lose their family, many, many. There's there's people that are sitting in there for 30 years that haven't gotten a letter for 29 years. Right. Many people lose their family. It's a very hard, and a lot of families just don't understand the system, so they automatically think that their family member must have done something bad enough to be in jail, and most of the time that's not the case. 
Um, well, Amber, we're going to let you go because we got Craig Cecil who's going to call in any second, and I want to put uh, Vicka. She she's another she's another hero. I, I don't think you met her yet, but oh, actually, there's Craig right there. So I'm going to um, let you go. Keep up the good work, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, Amber. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Vicka because I think we're going to bring her on with Craig this morning. Good morning, Vicka. Oh, no, that's not Vicka. <laughs> that's Vicka. Good morning, Vicka. Good morning. How are y'all? Oh, doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great as well. Are you excited for Seattle Hemp Fest to be coming? I am extremely excited. I can't wait to see some of these guys that are free now that I, I'm so happy that they're free, you know. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a big year this year, and it's it pretty is. fitting on their 25th year anniversary. Right now we, we're waiting for Kristen to come back on. She uh, is over on the other side of the the uh, phone world getting Craig connected. Right now. And, well, I want to um, say real quick, last time I was on, I asked uh, your listeners to make a point to call Michigan CPS and the governor and stuff about Thomas Legault's family. The baby got taken mm-hmm. without signed papers. And um, the baby's been returned home, and their case is closed. So I just wanted to say thanks to everybody and let you know that that, that was good. <laughs> we did good. Oh, that's wonderful news. That's wonderful yeah. news. That's uh, We've been getting lots of good news this morning, so that's great. Yeah. Um, it is. It's starting to happen. <laughs> and their family is healing okay. Um, you know, something about, I, Vicka, you know this, when your child is taken and they're returned, that's really great and all, but there's consequences, you know, and there's things that can happen afterwards. And so they're acclimating back to each other okay and everything's going well? Yep, everything is going good. Yep, they're all really happy to be home. They had some older kids that had been gone for almost two years. And once it came up that they stole the baby with the paperwork and just the whole family's back together now. So that's, that's really good. And, yeah, it is oh, hard. And you, you go through a lot of weird feelings and confusion and stuff. But, uh, you know, they all love each other and they all just wanted to be together. And so, they're, you know, they're working through whatever they got to. That's, that's wonderful. And how are things going up there for the grow shop? The grow shop has a new location in Oregon, and we are very happy to be serving the people of this great free state. <laughs> oh, you're in Oregon Washington. now. Yeah, we straight up had to leave Washington. It's, there's no future there for us, unfortunately. Yeah, um, well, tell us where we can where the grow shop is in Oregon. It's in St. Helens, and there's another one coming to Hillsboro and then Cannon Beach, and then we'd like to expand all over the state. So if anybody wants to oh. expand buy a franchise, go in with us. We're we're expanding. I'm so excited to hear that. That is I, wonderful. I you guys, listen. I, did, I have been talking to Craig this whole time and forgot to merge the call together. So, <laughs> I, I just, oh my gosh, Craig, I'm sorry. So here we go. We're going to start again. Craig was just telling me about how, um, okay, so Craig, we got Vicket and you are both on the line now. And Mindy, and Craig was just telling me about how we saw on TV that they were celebrating it on a major news channel in Washington and in Colorado, and he was just sitting there in prison. Um, so good morning, Vicka, and good morning, Mindy, and good morning, Craig. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Vicka. Good morning, hey, Mindy. Craig. And good morning again, Kristen. 
Good morning. Sorry about that, you guys. So, Vicki, I was just telling Craig that um, you're going to be a speaker at the Seattle Hemp Fest this year. I am. Oh, I'm going to get up and there. And I'm sure that it won't want for enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but does, so, does, does, hemp, does Hemp Fest have a theme every year? I, I've heard it had some in the past. Is there a theme for this year's show? It's their 25th anniversary. Oh. That is quite a theme. <laughs> and, they still can't play. and after I think we're celebrating years, success they still can't play. <laughs> So, Vicki, is there anything? Pardon? Well, go ahead, Craig. Oh, I'm just saying is after 25 years, they can't point to, you know, what Reefer Madness has done to uh, Washington and, and uh, that there's been, you know, widespread deaths or, you know, medical problems or or really any kind of problems regarding, you know, medical marijuana and then recreational marijuana. I think that, that speaks volumes, 25-year uh, history. So, Vicki, you, Craig is like in prison and has no voice, and he can't go to the Hemp Fest. And um, I'm wondering... Do you have any prison outreach plan for Craig this, this year at the Hemp Fest like you did last year? I am. I'm going to bring Craig with me, and we are going to party <laughs> uh, post however you do that. <laughs> yeah, I like to get um, people to sign a petition to free Craig, and I like to get people to write letters to Craig, and then mostly I like to get pictures made from people that know Craig and want to say, hey, and so we did in there. So, yeah. We're going to have a good time. We're going to celebrate the freedoms that have been won, and we're going to work hard for more freedom in the future. Cool, cool. Okay, we've got. I can tell you the bulletin board in my cell has several big 8 by 10 pictures that I was sent of people at Hempfus holding up a whiteboard where they had wrote, you know, different messages to Craig on it. And I thank you very much. Those are still hanging on my bulletin board on the wall. and. Virtually everybody in my cell block here is well aware of those. <laughs> I think Craig um, has, I think that's how Craig saw me, Vic, is a picture you sent from last year. Right on. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people love you, Craig, and we all really wish you were out here with us. So we just want to let you know that we're thinking about you, and it's not just a party. We, it's about work for us. Well, thank you. I sure, certainly felt that love in, the, in those pictures and those messages. So, Vicka, where um, you know when you have your speaker schedule yet? Do you know when you're going to be speaking? I know I'm speaking Sunday afternoon. I don't know which stage or what time yet. Okay. Um, Craig, how has it been in prison this week? Uh, things have been quiet here. There's, it's actually a little bit of enthusiasm this week by uh, uh, an interview with Paul Ryan of the, the Speaker of the U.S. House has made a statement that after they come back from their summer vacation in early September, that he plans to push to bring some of the bills currently languishing in, in Congress, but he wants to push a few of the bills that may make uh This call is from a federal prison may make a difference in some of the mandatory minimums for drug sentences and, you know, uh, a bunch of 
potential differences in how sentences are served or how sentences are meted out. So a bunch of inmates are pretty excited about that. Now, the law is currently pending before Congress. Uh, won't affect me in any way, but they will uh, potentially affect those people that are serving life for uh, drugs or life for marijuana, that it's their third conviction because part of the bills uh, seek to uh, mitigate instead of being, if it's your third drug conviction, it's a minimum life sentence. They may uh, change it to being if it's your third conviction or third or, or more conviction, uh, it would be minimum 25 years. And there's even a, a push to make that so that could apply to people already sentenced. I unfortunately am not sentenced under that three strikes law. So the changes that are proposed right now don't affect me, but uh, in the long haul, I think it helps, just like that TV show that is still on now, showing all kinds of people with huge buds of marijuana in front of them and all that. It just helps to show how ridiculous my sentence is when people openly accept and openly use marijuana now with really no untoward effects. Um. Craig, I, you're talking a little bit about some of the some, you know, politics and stuff. And while you were talking, I was wondering, what are um, what are the feelings the feelings about our presidential situation? <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> well, Mr. Pence, the vice president pick, uh, who's also the the governor of Indiana, uh, or Hillary Clinton's vice president pick. Indiana, the state that I'm in right now at the Terre Haute prison, is one of the hardest states regarding marijuana. So they don't have much faith in Mr. Pence pushing a, a decriminalization of marijuana. As, as in Indiana, even small uh, amounts of marijuana are still criminal. And there, there's really, they're one of the toughest states on marijuana. So from a marijuana standpoint, I, I know that you know, people are at least raising eyebrows when they look at Mr. Pence running on the Clinton ticket. But I think from uh, a prisoner's point of view that uh, the favorable decisions from the Supreme Court, you know, in terms of uh, what they have to prove in order to give a person a conviction or a sentence, or, uh, you know, if a search, a search of their person, a search of their home is legal or not, the decisions by conservative justices uh, tend to be more favorable to prisoners because they tend to uh, read the Constitution very literally when uh, the Fourth Amendment says you shall not, you know, be subject to uh, unreasonable searches. So therefore, you know, if we want conservative justices on the Supreme Court, as prisoners definitely do, uh, of course many prisoners are leading towards Donald Trump, just from the uh, standpoint of him being uh, this college from a federal prison, he would probably be more apt to appoint a conservative justice than uh, Hillary Clinton would be. But that doesn't say anything for the the rest of the policies of either candidate. I'm I'm just looking at from a strictly from a, a criminal perspective. Yeah, that's a that's well, a tough one. It makes my head hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of the candidates have made short statements saying that they favor uh, criminal justice reform, 
but really nobody, you know, well, nobody, either Donald Trump or uh, Mrs. Clinton, has said that, you know, these are the changes that I favor. This is what we want to do. They both complain about mass incarceration, but in the next breath they say that, uh, you know, that uh, crime and criminals aren't being adequately prosecuted. So it's kind of left us scratching our heads as to, you know, in terms of, you know, new arrests and new prosecutions and new policies, we, other than the Supreme Court, we really don't know where either candidate stands. They both say that change is needed, but neither one of them have really said that these are the, the kind of changes I favor. So, you know, hopefully we can hear from them or hopefully we can push both of them to make a stance on, you know, what do you see as right and wrong and what do you want to change? That's my hope yeah. at this point. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm with you on that. I'd like to hear some actual stuff about what they want to do as opposed to talking about each other's characters. Yes, there seems yeah. to be a whole lot of discussion about things that don't matter. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> uh, Talking about the actual issues, hopefully we'll hear that, you know, in the upcoming months through debates and just by people, you know, like you people, pushing them to say, what do you favor in criminal justice reform? And here are some of the things I suggest. What do you think about that? Craig's time is going to run out real soon. Vicki, is there anything that you wanted to say to your to, to your friend Craig? Before I can't wait to up. see you in person, dude. <laughs> it's been a long time <laughs> talking on the phone and stuff. <laughs> it's time for freedom. I'm ready. <laughs> well, you know, if I get released, I've never been to Washington State or Oregon, so I'm going to find my way out there to both of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, we're thinking about you, Craig. Report this Thank you. I think on the weather report this week, those were the only two states that didn't go over 90 degrees. It's been really hot here in Indiana. It was really hot here. I don't believe them. (laughs) I believe it was 100 and something here. Ooh, ouch. Here it's been in the mid-90s, and the humidity has stayed above 70% many days above 90%. So it's been a rough week, especially in an old, old prison with no ventilation and no air conditioning. (laughs) Yeah, wow. yeah, that's really inhumane. Wow. Uh-oh, yep. you heard what that... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd look like it's to go. Okay, does Hempfest start this week, or...? <laughs> it's the third no, week in August. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, so uh, gonna be a but thank you for... Fest. Thank I'm going you. to Boise Hemp Fest on August the 13th, Craig, and I'm going to take you there, too. So that's Boise, Idaho. <gasps> oh! Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> weed is illegal so there. It's totally for shining weird. a light. So, Craig, while you're sitting in prison, Vic is going to have you sit in the Hemp Fest all, all summer, too. Wow. <laughs> But thank you for helping shine a light on me and so many others that are behind the wall that, you know, people will remember that. All right, you guys, that was Craig Cecil. He is on his 15th year of his life sentence. 
Um, he was just cut off right there. Vicki, it's so beautiful to see you still represent him like that. It's so nice of you. Well, so I made a commitment, and you know, no matter what, he's my friend and he's my family now. So I need him out of jail just like I need everybody else out of jail. We need our people home, and we need peace. Yeah, yeah we're going to be having um, letters as well. We're our, our volunteers up here in Washington, Val volunteers, we're going to be at Jeff Eichen's uh, booth, the lifers booth, and we're going to have some letters for people to sign there um, who are serving for, for, for Craig as well. We're going to have a few letters for a few different prisoners, but we're going to be representing Craig at that booth as well. So um, I'd love awesome. for, to see you and <laughs> get you to sign some more letters, maybe take some pictures. And um, we're doing a documentary called Lifers, Jeff Eichen is, and I've been helping him with it. So maybe we can get you to do a little interview about how you do outreach for Craig or something at the Hemp Fest. So, yeah, um, I'd be honored. I can't wait. I can't wait to mm-hmm. see you. Um, we've got our next guest on the line, but before we get off, is there anything that you wanted our listeners to know about anything else that you're doing at the Hemp Fest or anything that's going on in your life? No, I just wanted to say thank you to you guys and um, to everybody else. Just hang in there and keep working hard because it's paying off. All right, cool. Thank you, Vicka, for coming on our show. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, love, love you too. Later. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. Guys. Guys, that was Vicka Thompson, um, who, you know, she's she had a couple businesses out in Bellingham, and she actually lost her son for some time to CPS, and the Human Solution, which was a group I was part of at the time, was brought, tried to help her out as much as we could, and she actually got her son back. Um, she got, she just fought and fought and fought for him and won him back. It was so, so amazing. And then she ran, I think it was for mayor of the town and she's like a really big advocate. And the fact that she stands up for Craig Cecil just, just touches all of our hearts. She's a really good person. And I can't wait to hear her speak at the Seattle Hemp Fest. Um, Mindy, we have George Monterano on the line. And George Monterano is, yes, he is the prisoner that when I was part of the human solution, um, the the um, Seattle Hemp Fest adopted George and now there are tons and tons of letters for George and they're hoping that George can make it out to the fest but like Sharon said there's some issues with his probation we're about to talk to him about that right now and find out what George has to say this morning on Georgie's Corner oh I'm not trying to unmute his mic oh, there, it, there it goes Hi. good morning George good morning. Hi. good morning good morning Christian how are you we're, I'm just excited to hear your voice. Hi, uh, who's hosting with you today, Mindy? It's me and Mindy. Yep, yep I'm here, George. Yep. Okay, that a girl, that a girl. Well, let me give you a, an update on the, my situation, my personal situation. Incidentally, hi everybody out there listening, and thank you for listening because you know we all, we all, we we all, we all do this. We all do this to express ourselves and what we're thinking to help others. Anyway, uh, let me see. Uh, it seems, it seems that I got them to a point of this week where they're going to give me a decision. Uh, now, I was supposed to get it Thursday, didn't get it Thursday. I inquired Friday, and I couldn't get anyone. Because even if it's, uh, it's negative, I still have, I still have the legal uh, uh, avenue to go to the judge or the prosecutor. Because basically... I'm just concerning my uh, freedom of expression, okay? And uh, let me tell uh, everyone my relationship with with the Hemp Fest uh, Festival. Uh, a few years back, uh, 
through my advocacy uh, group, uh, uh, the We Believe Group. Uh, dot com. Uh, we 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 got a relationship with the Hempfest people, and it's been like great ever since. Uh, we 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 uh, we understood each other, and they they actually helped they help prisoners financially, which is which is more than good, more than good because. Yeah. Uh, George, I went to some of their parties when they were raising. I actually helped them raise a lot of commissary money for you and the other prisoner that they adopted, and they right, were. Right. They made signs, posters. They hustled their butts off selling raffle tickets, tickets just to load your commissary money, that you'd have commissary. It was it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, I want to share this with uh, especially Sharon and all the Hempfest people and all the people listening. That those funds that uh, I received, I uh, I utilized them about. Let me see. Uh, I started just a little bit before. It was called Fathers Behind Bars, and uh, basically the class was just me. I had they allowed me to do it. Uh, it was on Thursday evening, and the, the function was the class was to estrange uh, fathers from their children. Okay, and majority of people in prison, uh, you know, with children, the mo- a lot of the mothers had moved on. So the relationship with the father, because the mother was curated, curated, uh, you know, they weren't in touch with the children. So uh, we started getting, I started getting funds from uh, the Hempfest people. Now that that allowed me to buy the hard copy material it needed, uh, allowed me to uh, order the DVDs and and stuff like that. And then in prison, when you have a class. You know, you go, uh, you go procure an artist for your signs and stuff like that, and uh, and the things you want to do, creativity to instill this. Uh, and we and this class, and I'm very proud of with the Hempfest funding to me. The class is still going on, ladies and gentlemen, still going Aww. on. And the class, they have four classes a year, and I train the staff, and no, I train the inmate staff to keep it going, and they actually get a certificate. And uh, it's just amazing. And to graduate the class, they do. A, they basically have to write an essay to their child. And they, they oh. yes, they. But they have. We we don't tell them that they have to get up and read the essay. We tell them to graduate. You have to get up and at least speak what you absorbed in the class. But if you want to read the the essay, you send to your child. And listen, I I ran that class for a very very long time. And I ha- and there's not one time that I didn't choke up, not one time. So uh, well, again, this show is is the reaching out to reach out. So uh, as a as an inmate, uh, I I believed in community connections, so I started reaching out uh, through my writings to the internet and and the Califound me, and then we continue to grow. Then Hempfest came in, so. Now watch these steps. You know it took it took a while. Now now the Hempfest starts sending me money, and that money is utilized to create a class. So much so that the counselors involved. You know once once you would make the initial letter and you get a response, the counselors would make you make free phone calls to the child, free phone calls to the child, and then we would have uh, uh, fathers and daughters dance. Okay, and uh, in the visiting room, all started behind fathers behind Bob. Of course, warden approved, 
and it's just so much. Again, expressing outreach. I mean, people we good people reach each other and they connect. Is you know the aftermath is amazing. Now the Hempfest reached out for me, and the aftermath is amazing because the class is still going. And you know, once you buy these materials, you know, if you get some really good material, uh, curriculum material, hard copy DVD. You know, you can you can use them for a while. You don't have to change every six months, every year. If it, if the material really gets the message, you know, the material is a continuation, a continuation of lifestyle change in prison, and it's all done through outreaching, ladies and gentlemen. That's why these young guys doing life for cannabis, you know, life and life, they they're there till they die. So, you know, with them reaching out to you, you must reach out to them. And all it is is writing a letter, writing a letter online, or writing a letter and put one stamp on that letter and send it to the powers that be, and that can make the difference. It could make the difference. It made a difference with me. Kristen? Man. Um, George, I just you know you, you you talk about how you know you are doing outreach in there with the with the fathers and writing their children, and that is a big thing. And you know I I, I want to bring up Eugene Fisher, your one of your bestest friends um, from prison, who was the, the former host of this show who just recently passed passed away. Rest in peace to our bestest friend Eugene. Not just us, but to our whole entire world. But um, I, his big thing was what about the children, and that's my big thing too. And all of our things is what about the children. So. Um, to see, like, we fight for the children on the outside, and we were talking about a group earlier called Parents for Pot who raise commissary money and give it to the children of some of the plant prisoners. Um, but for you to be doing it behind bars in this war that separates families, um, parents from their children, I, I just I think it's so amazing that after, after so much time in prison, you know, the money that they raised for you, you gave to what you believed was a good cause and what we all believe is a good cause. And I just, I think, I think you're an amazing person. And if you get to come out to the Seattle Hemp Fest this year, I'm going to be so excited to meet you. So is Mindy. And I can't wait if you get to come. I can't wait to hear you speak. I can't wait to meet all my, all my West Coast friends. But like I said, I got a, I got a window where if it's negative, I can still make it positive. So I'm 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 on top of it, but you know you, you even it's 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 a sad situation here. Uh, all those years okay. I did nonviolent first offender, the comp accomplishments are unbound. Now I'm still out here. I'm still out of here as a human being, ladies and gentlemen, as a human being still living in fear. I lived in fear. Right. Prison there's there's a, there's a borderline fear factor. No ifs ands or buts. You're afraid to break this rule. You're afraid you're going to break that rule. You're afraid you're going to break that rule and the consequences. Now, I'm free, and I'm still under consequences as a human being. And, and I'm ready at this point after a year right. to be, I'm going to act. I told my lawyer, if you don't argue legally, bring me in front of the judge and let me let me argue about it's good. Uh, you know, the- I'm, it's called equity of stop. We're I don't want to get into the legal term. But, uh, we're going to be doing... We're going to be doing a show in the next couple of weeks about probation. So that, I mean, I know you have a lot to say about that. <laughs> We're going to well, be Well, um, you know, if you want to get off of probation quick, you know, uh, go live in Montana or Wyoming on the side of a hill, okay? Because if you're <laughs> on probation in any city in America, 
or any li- a large size town, okay? My I, my recognition, my personal recognition, five out of ten people I meet are on probation. Right. So what what am I ping ping a, a, you know a, a ball and a, a pinball machine? I bounce here, bounce there, bounce there, bounce that. You know, it's just it's, it's you know it's very tiresome to live in fear, and that's why we have so much recidivism because you put human beings under too much too much scrutinization. Now. I'm sure the pot people like Greg, we're not we're not the horrors to, to this country. We're not doing any violence, and this violence is every day. It's not the weed guy. I'm sure. I've been home, I've been home almost a year, and I I fed. I've been speaking. On July 8th, we fed at 400 poor children. We have a walk scheduled for August 12th, uh, a mile walk right to City Hall concerning relationships between the community and the police. I mean, there's so much uh, that I have to do, and, and I'm under scrutiny. I'm under scrutiny. Right now, if I got called from uh, anywhere uh, outside the city limits to do a profound speech, which I would do for free, okay, I need permission. I need permission. Right. So, you know, I, well, like I said, I'll have something prepared in two weeks. I don't want to go in that. Because today he's talking about outreach, and an outreach is so important. So important, like I just stated, you know, there's a class going in federal prison, in federal prison, and it's getting fathers back with their children from the hemp test people. I want to thank all everybody. Well, George, I just want to tell you, I asked Sharon Whitson, I'm going to make a, I'm going to, they're, they're, and one thing that they're doing, they're, they're having, they're doing a lot of prison outreach this year. Um, and they're going to be making signs and posters and posting them up, handmade signs and putting them up in some of even the outhouses with prisoners, with the, in the little, you know, the the wow. porta potties with prisoners' um, addresses and stuff on them. And they're making bigger ones to go to go around the fest. And I'm going to make one for Eugene, a rest in peace one for for our dearest friend Eugene. And Sharon Whitson said that she'll put it up around the fest, so Eugene will be remembered at the okay. fest as well. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, if I speak, uh, I get the chance to speak out there. I'm going to put this poster right up there with me while I speak. Oh. And, oh uh, okay, well, yeah. we have one. I'll make yeah. sure we have one. Yeah, oh. because, he, you know, he tried to make a difference. You know, he had life no parole, and, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But he outreached. He reached out and did a lot of good for people. So it's a, and, you know, uh, some people... Quite frankly, some people belong in prison. The violent nature. I haven't met uh, 32 plus years. I haven't met one violent weed guy. Not one. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, George, that was Eugene. That was Eugene's favorite question to ask people: Is were there any victims in your crime? And I don't remember anybody saying yes, there was. That they were the only victim in the crime. The actual defendant going to prison, serving all the time. That right, is right. the person that Eugenia showed us is the victim. Right. So all like uh, Mindy and Kristen, all we can do is keep speaking, keep speaking. That's all we can do. I'm doing all I can in the city. Very, very, a lot of turmoil for love here. A lot of violent, uh, poor neighborhoods. A lot of violence. And uh, so I, Mindy, I can, is there... yeah, I'm actually okay. working with the juvenile, the juvenile people. 
uh, delinquent defenders juvenile. And I, I couldn't even tell you some of the stories on the show. You can't imagine what's going on in society. I'm thinking about doing a documentary about it. <sighs> Jesus, nice. You don't know nice. How the, how the, there's a chism. There's a big chism with the poor and the city government. And there's a big chism with the poor and basically the rest of the world. And that chism's so deep and it's so wide and, and then someone has to come with answers. Maybe if I do a documentary, it could solve some of the problems. That's oh. a good idea, George. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mindy, is there anything you want to say to George before we go? Oh, Mindy's off. Mindy's screening calls this morning, George. But we've got, I don't know if you know who Beth Curtis is, but her brother. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, John, that's, that's yeah, Beth. she's. Yeah, her brother, her brother, um, for our listeners, is serving two life sentences plus 20 years, and Beth founded Life for Pot decades ago and has been doing prison outreach forever. And she is looks like she's also going to be at the fest and a speaker at the fest as well. So if you're out there, you know, there's going to be a lot of cool people there. And um, so she's going to be our next guest, and she's going to talk a little bit about her her intentions at the, at the fest this year. So, um we love you, George, and okay. I want to thank you, Mindy. Wait, hold on, Mindy's back, so I'm going to ask you, Mindy, is there anything you want to say to George before we say goodbye? Oh, no, just, just how I think he's fabulous, and I'm just glad that he's on our show every week, and I uh, can't wait to hear you next week, George. Okay, thank you. Thank you, two pretty ladies, and I'll, I'll look forward to speaking Mindy. next week. Good day. Have a great Good day, day, George. Good day. Good day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, we've got the next couple guests all lined up on the phone. We've got Beth Curtis. Um, after that, we have got Jeff Mazansky, who served 21, almost 22 years for cannabis and was just recently released. He's also going to be at the Hemp Fest and a speaker this year, so we're just going to get to him after that. And then we got Jeff Eichen on the line after Jeff Mazansky. And then we're going to have New Jersey Weed Man and Jared Alloway coming on for a few moments. But first, we're going to put... Beth Curtis on the line. Now, Beth Curtis is a woman that Eugene has referred to as the mother of cannabis um, because she started doing prison outreach literally decades ago, way before we did, and has been trying to bring attention to our lifers as her brother is serving two life sentences plus 20 years. Um, Good morning, Beth. How are you doing? Good morning, Kristen. I'm doing great. I've I've been trying to listen to the program and um it's been very good. I I really appreciate everything you do. It really is a nice voice for these guys. Um I'm really happy to be able to talk at Hempfest. I'm uh, probably my uh contribution will probably not be like as a celebrant. I'm more like a plea. Uh, which is what I do, which is a plea for um, a second chapter for all these people who are serving sentences of life without parole or egregious sentences, which are might may as well be life. And um, that's pretty much what I uh, intend to talk about. It's wonderful that Hempfest is giving us a voice. It's it, it really is. It's really pretty, uh, pretty great. 
Beth, I am so excited that? that you're going to be speaking. I I can't tell you how excited I am. I I've been teetering on whether I'm going to be able to go, and I'm still not 100% sure I am going to make it there. But when I found out that you were going to be there, I mean, George and Jeff um, were huge highlights. And then Beth, Curtis, are you kidding me? I'm going to have to hitchhike to make I it know. if I have to. I mean, I'm, I know. I'm I Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I, that, you thank you. You know, um, sometimes, really, I feel hopeful because um, for so many years it it felt pretty it felt pretty lonesome. Like there weren't a lot of a lot of there wasn't a lot of recognition about people who were um, uh, in prison for pot and. Uh, now it's just such a nice thing to have so many people advocating. And I was going to tell you, Kristen, I heard you earlier talking about uh, you were sorry that you weren't able to communicate with uh, prisoners and because you didn't have time, and I understand that. I um, want to tell you, please don't. I feel the same way. I There are literally hundreds of prisoners that I should be communicating with, and I can't because um, right. I'm I'm pretty much focused right now on almost really laser focused on um, trying to bring back and get the administration to pivot back toward clemency. And my main reason for that is because so many of the people who are serving life sentences without parole are not going to benefit from the, as Craig Cecil said, they will not benefit from the legislation that's been passed, the sentencing reform legislation that has been passed, or the sentencing uh, reform that is pending. Their only hope is clemency. And um, the reason for that is most of that legislation requires uh, in, in order to qualify for the sentencing relief, it requires that the uh, offender gave assistance. And the people who received life without parole were charged with conspiracy and they went to trial. And when you exercise your Sixth Amendment right to trial, you don't give assistance because that's why you're going to trial. <laughs> um, right, right. So so I've been just pretty much laser-focused on that, and I'm going to be uh, – that's going to be my main focus for a few more months, which is pivoting back to clemency. And um, well, so that some of these pot lifers can get some relief. Well, Beth, we've got um, – Mindy and I um, – well, Jeff, Jeff Eichen – who is doing the Lifers documentary. Um, I know you know him because you said, hey, contact, contact this guy. Um, he's, the Seattle Hemp Fest has given him a booth to, for, for, his, for his stuff, and he's going to let us get letters signed. Um, so I Great. hope to invite you to Jeff's booth because he's going to be doing the documentary. So I'm sure he's going to want get, to get an interview with you, and we're going to have some letters out there. Um, our group is going to be – at Jeff's booth, um, trying to get letters signed for some of our lifers. So we're going to have a letter out there for your brother um, to the pardons attorney and to Obama asking them to grant 
your brother, John Knott Clemency, because he does not deserve to spend two life sentences plus 20 years. Now, and I think I've asked you this before, though, like, okay, so two life sentences plus 20 years, because it's, 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 uh, yes. how, how did they explain <laughs> that to possibly, how did they explain to, to when he was sentenced how he's going to actually serve that sentence? Did they tell your brother, like, <laughs> or did they tell him exactly how they finish it? <laughs> yeah. so that pretty much says. I think says, talks talks about the absurdity of um, uh, sentencing <laughs> laws, and because I'm sure <laughs> he won't be able to do that. I do know Jeff, and I have, and you know, I I, uh, uh, I was with Jeff in D.C. Oh, probably in the fall. Uh, I think maybe maybe in the, maybe this spring anyway, um, and I've never give, and I haven't given him an interview, uh, even though we spent a lot of time together because he did um, he did a lot of uh, interviews while I was there, uh, but I I just haven't given him one, and I'd love to talk to him, and I can't wait to see him. It'll be a lot That's of fun. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know about you know how they expect these guys to to actually serve these terms, but uh, <laughs> I, I do I do have something uh, to, to tell people who are advocating for uh, individual prisoners who have life without parole, like um, Craig Cecil, Paul Free. Um, there, there's uh, Ruben McGurk. There, there are many of them. And um, what I'm doing is making individual contacts with um, uh, legislators, et cetera. And it would be good if you're advocating for an individual, try and get a letter of support from their congressman, a letter of support for their commutation. And um, that's, that's very important. Um, there's okay. another thing about about uh, that they could do to help themselves and for to to add to their petition, and that is to try and uh, find an employer who will offer them a job should they receive clemency, because that's uh, a particularly important aspect of the evaluation of their clemency petition. Um, one more thing is if they could get letters of recommendation from the prison staff for the, for their release that's a difficult thing to do but it's worth <laughs> it's worth it's yeah. worth their time uh, right because it's it's possible and it's, and some people well, have gotten them so try and that get would be, uh, that would be good for Craig because Craig has prison staff guard members that yell free Craig all over the place sometimes they, so. That's not enough. They have to put it in writing. Um, it's, okay. I, I mean, it's a sad <laughs> thing because, but um, uh, just verbal support is great for morale, but getting that in writing to be connected to your petition is very important if you can. And, it, and it's not easy because there are, are um, I mean, they have some institutional problems in terms of whether or not they want to put it in writing. But if they would, it would be very, it would be very helpful. There's another thing that they can do, and that is 
um, prisons have uh, courses that they offer to which are to prepare the prisoner for release, and they're generally not offered to to uh, individuals who have life without parole sentences. But if you if they're able to talk to um, the prison staff and be able to take that course, they will get a certificate saying that they have taken a course for reentry, and that would be a very helpful thing to put with their petition. Those are just things I wanted to tell everyone because I know everybody's advocating as hard as they can for clemency, but there, those are yes. just some specific things you can do to put with the petition for clemency, and clemency is what's going to help lifers. Right. And, um, okay. Maybe Okay, I didn't mean I, I didn't mean to be like uh, that. Those sounds great kind of bossy tips all the way. <laughs> no, no, those are awesome tips yeah, that we all need to be. Every word you say sounds so pretty. I just love the, the tone oh, of your well. voice and the sound of it. It just really brings. It really makes it so sound just so good with you on it. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, it's so important, like, to be able to really focus on what the goal is, and the goal is uh, for for lifers is to get out, and that is mm-hmm. clemency. Oh, and really, probably only clemency. So, um, contact contact congressmen, and what you want is a letter of support for that individual, and. Okay contact prison personnel to get a letter of support now, for their clemency. Would it be and pardon me? Would it be the congressman from the state that they were sentenced in or would it be congressman from the state that they're sitting in prison in or any congressman? Uh probably probably not the state where they were in prison in, although any congressman would be a good recommendation. Okay. Uh, if it was from the state where they where they lived or their family lives, that would be great. If it's um, from the state where they were prosecuted, that would be great. And but um, it, but having having a, a support letter from a congressman is really a, a it's a big boost for for a petition. Okay, that that is really good advice. Thank you, Beth. Um, and I know you know our next guest. <laughs> and I know you know our next guest is Jeff Mazamsky. Um, oh, and Jeff I love Mazamsky, Jeff so much. Yes. And guess what? He's going to be at the Seattle Hemp Fest, too. So um, he'll also be I, at the Lifers booth. I can. So, yeah, I can't that's wait. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, that's wonderful. So, Mindy, do you have anything, any questions for Beth before we um, talk to Jeff? Oh, you guys covered it. Okay, okay. I look forward well, to seeing you, Beth, in just a few weeks. I can't wait to see to see you either. I, I'm really <laughs> excited to meet people. So th- anyway, thank you very much, and I love what you're doing, and sure appreciate everything. We love you too. We really do. We love okay. everything that you do, and appreciate every sacrifice you and your brother has made to our movement. It means a lot to us. Oh, you're you're you. a hero, just like your brother. Well, thank you. And tell Jeff hello for me, okay? I'll be okay, well. you will. He can Talk hear you right, right now. now. You can. He can hear you say that. So, okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Beth. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Beth Curtis. 
and she is the truth right there. That 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 woman is, has a beautiful heart and soul. Um, next, we're going to talk to Jeff Mazansky, who was freed from the state of Missouri because they changed the laws. They said they can no longer give somebody a life sentence for cannabis. And Jeff is now a free man after 22 years of incarceration for cannabis. Not only is Jeff a free man, but Jeff is a fighter for all the laws to be changed and for our prisoners. And he is going to also be a speaker at the Seattle Hemp Fest this year. And we're really excited um, to be able to meet him. Have him come to this part. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We're good. We're good. We're just doing some prison outreach, um, trying to trying to figure out what's going on at the Hemp Fest this year. And I see you're going to be there. Yes, I am. Can't wait. Uh, I'm really excited to be there. And then we're going to have that green carpet event there, August 20th. I'm supposed to be speaking on that. And I'll be, I'll be I'll be a part of that as well. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Just, yes, I'm so excited. Um, so the green carpet that that is that is really touching to me because the, he's going to be probably, of course, showing clips from while you were in prison. Um, Jeff, in fact, I've been working real close with Jeff Eichen, and he is a big advocate for you. Um, big. Uh, he talks about you so much and brings tries to bring so much attention for you up here in the Northwest, where where we're both from, and he's. Um, he he's had this got behind bars while you were there and did an interview with you and that that was touching and now like you're free and you're going to be out here at an event it's just so cool that you're free and you can come to a hemp fest finally after t- almost 22 years it's, it's it's fantastic it's really unbelievable it's like being reborn to be real honest with you and then to be part of this movement is is such an honor because uh, it's come so so far since I was locked up, and it's just it's crazy the way our laws are now. I mean, just nonviolent prisoners being locked up and held forever, and they're letting these guys that, that do murder or, or rape or hurt others get out in short sentences. It just doesn't make any sense to me. We just need an overhaul of our justice system. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, so. What I what I what I what I'm really excited about is seeing everything that you're doing out there in your state of Missouri. You're trying to get. Um, I, I look like you're trying to get medical past medical legal there. Yes, we are. Uh, we turned our signatures in a while back, and we're uh, waiting for the state to um, authenticate them all. I guess, and we should be hearing about that part of August. So hopefully, I'll be able to bring some good news there too. And uh, let okay, people know cool. that uh, we're going to have it on the ballot here. Because uh, once we get it on the ballot, I'm sure it's going to pass. You know, it's nice, just a matter nice. of getting things on the ballot. I'm so I, I, inspired, I, Jeff, to hear all this. With I, all so many uh, people who have come out of prison, um, I mean Jeff and Amy and um, uh, George, and of course Eugene. All these people, you know, that came out of prison and are still working to help those that are suffering. I mean, it would be so easy after such a huge sentence to just, you know, curl up into your own little world and do your own thing and say, forget it. I, you know, I got my own life now. And so the sacrifices that you guys continue to make even after prison is just amazing to me. 
you know, it's it's really, uh, if you think about it, they took one-third of my life away from me. And if I don't do anything about it, if I don't stand up and say something, I'll let the people know what's really going on, that was wasted. And I'm not going to let it be wasted, and I'm not going to let what they did to me happen to anybody else if I can help it. That's that's what drives me. And, uh, I think it, that's it's just a shame. Well, thank you, Jeff. Um, are you coming to be out here for the whole three days of the fest? Uh, yes, we plan on being there. Uh, me and my cool, son, Chris, cool. both plan on being there. So we're going to get around. We're going to be at the booth. We're going to have some pictures there to be able to sign for the people. And uh, I just really enjoy being around all my friends and like-minded people that are all fighting for the same cause. And if we all work together, we're going to get it done. It's, you know. Things move slowly, it seems like. Uh, our government doesn't want to go along with us, but they're going to have to bow down eventually to what the people want. And from what I can tell all over the United States uh, and around the world, I've talked to a lot of people in different countries that call me all the time, and they all want it. It's not partially. It seems like the biggest amount of percentage of people around the world want our plant to be free. I mean, look how many people it's helping medically. Look, it just... It doesn't make any sense that it was put illegal in the first place, let alone the hemp, let alone all the products we can get from that. It just doesn't make sense to have it illegal. It it should be against Mm -hmm. the law to have a law against it. Right, against it to be illegal. (laughs) That's a good one. I agree. Um, Jeff, we're going to bring Jeff Eichen on the line, who... um, who got behind the bars with his video cameras and interviewed you, and he's going to be a big part of the fest and a big part of the um, part of the movie night on on the Saturday, the twentieth night, the green carpet and the and all that. And I'm going to be there too. In fact, I'm going to be helping Jeff do some interviews. And I've been working out because I'm going to be on the camera and I'm going to buy a really cute dress. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm really preparing myself for for this green carpet and this. This, this movie launching for, for Saturday night that night. I'm going to grab Jeff Eichen on the on the line here so he can talk a little bit about his intentions at the fest, and we can communicate with him and Jeff Mazansky all at the same time. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning, everybody. How's it going? Good. Are morning, you just excited as heck to, to see Jeff Mazansky away from behind bars? Yes. Um, I have... Um, I have a um, news update. I just was at the um, the shore in Port Townsend, and there was almost 30 native tribe boats that are going around the peninsula every year for freedom, and they had children, and they, they do their drumming um, uh, one day here every year. And at 5 a.m., I went out there and filmed them and photographed them, and um, they were very pleased with my project for lifers, and they asked me if I would speak out for Leonard Peltier. Nice, nice. Oh, Leonard's son uh, lives uh, here in Portland, and I've been following their uh, – they have a, a ride for freedom that they're doing right now. I've been following that, and that is an incredible story. So officially, my film is is now dedicated to all nonviolent criminals, and um, I don't care if you've been involved with, um, you know, with any drug crime. 
as long as you didn't have a gun and it wasn't violent, I want you free in my lifetime. I'm going to help with that. And, uh, and Jeff, you're an inspiration, man. Well, thank you, buddy. So are you. I mean, uh, all the work you do is just uh, fantastic. You're working for us tirelessly, and, and there's a bunch more guys in there that need out. I mean, I'm understanding there's over 3,000 guys and women here in the United States still behind bars doing life without for nonviolent crimes. And it just doesn't make any sense in the United States. Well, with, uh, with Beth, with Beth, with you, and with all of our gals, with Kristen and Mindy, and people like us, you know, um, all up and down um, every coast and on the inland, um, it is time. I mean, Bill Maher said, we got gay marriage, hello, with the, you know, uh, Supreme Court. He said marijuana is next, and he lit up on his TV show. So if I'm cold calling Bill Maher, Tommy Chong, you know, Woody Harrelson and, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg and, and Willie Nelson. Hello, all you guys out there. If we're knocking on your doors, let's get busy. We have a few months while Obama's still in office, and he's lagging because, you know, um, Gerald Ford let out 14,000 prisoners in his two years in office, and Obama's just figuring it out that it's the wrong thing and he's getting going, but he's let out 238, and only a few of them have been plants. So um, if we can get a move on here and, and get our high-profile, 420-friendly, you know, people out there to donate to lifers, to donate to our prisoners, and uh, get a trust fund going, we'll make restitution for everybody that comes out. That is my plan. You know, it would be great if we could get all of us together at one time, sit there on and put it on a film, uh, how we feel about that, it, that and good. put a little push behind it. Well, from your from your mouth to God's ears, um, let's uh, let's organize our own festival, Kristen, Jeff, and Jeff here, and let's um, let's have a weekend where we do that. And I believe that um, the more we do it through film and social media, the more Obama may see it. Because if we get Hillary or <clears throat> Bad Hair Man, I don't speak his name, we will definitely um, only maybe. It, Marijuana schedule two, and it's hanging out with cocaine. What's wrong with this picture? No, it's a bad picture. We want it descheduled, not schedule two doesn't change. Yeah, schedule two doesn't change anything for our prisoners. Yeah, what's wrong with um, this picture? Well, you yeah. guys, this is what I found out from an attorney, Matt Pappas, who came on our show uh, about six months ago or so. He said if we if we reschedule it, it will still be in the class, and they can still control it. It will still be a controlled substance. So it will still be controlled by the feds. If we deschedule it, the feds don't have their hands in it no more, and they can kick rocks, basically, is how that works. Well, so it has to be a global. It has to be global. We have to really follow Portugal and Uruguay, and we have to make the plant sovereign because – I have a stinky mill, paper mill in our town that does brown paper bags, and they think they're good, and they have 350 employees. And it and Donnie Worschapter, who is a supporter and a sponsor for Hemp, uh, for Lifers the movie, he's a fantastic human being, um, told me that he has the plans, and it's $360 million to change a regular paper mill into a hemp paper mill. If we get Paul Allen to say that's cool, he built a football stadium for a billion dollars, and all we got to do is change everything, get hemp 
off every schedule, end prohibition, and grow thousands of acres forevermore globally and make paper out of hemp, no more trees for paper. We can make concrete out of hemp. There's all kinds of things that everything can be made out of hemp. What did Jack Rourke say? Paper, fiber, fuel, and now medicine and food, hemp seed. It's uh, versatile well, all the way around. Absolutely. I don't know why we don't use it. It's, oh, uh, yeah. It's crazy that hemp- we don't. I'm, you know, back years ago, it was actually considered to be unpatriotic if you didn't grow hemp. Boy, as the time changed. Right. Yeah, well, they I used heard to, that back. They used to they say used Iowa. To find Go ahead. They used to say Iowa lot to Iowa pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, um, we don't have our next caller on the line, but I think we're going to go to. Um, uh, can I make a pitch for, into- for? Can I make a pitch for for Hemp Fest here for a minute here? Yes, please. Okay, so everybody, seeing as today is um, uh, is Hempfest Show Day, and it's their 25th anniversary, Lifers the Movie will have ex-Lifer Jeff Mazansky, Chris Conrad, and Mickey Norris from California from the book Shattered Lives and their latest book, The War on Drugs, Kristen Floor with uh, VOW Radio Host, and Mindy and host Don Worshafter, our 40-year hemp activists and freedom musicians, will have there at the Film Institute in Seattle, the Seattle Film Institute. We'll have a green carpet. Join us, please, and pre-tickets discounted can be got on brown paper tickets through our lifersthemovie.com from brown papers tickets. And all updates and maps are there. And wear green, everybody. We're going to have a little Hollywood gathering, and um, it's great at the Seattle Film Institute. There's a screening room, and there's a room where we're going to do interviews and have um, and have a gala. We'll have food there, and it's just going to be wonderful. And what time does that start, 8 o'clock? It's Saturday night, August 20th, during Hempfest at 8 o'clock from 8 to 11, and um, just have a blast. Um, uh, it's going to be a dress-up thing, and um, wear your best, and bring some some uh, one-liners that you want to speak to our film and to the world. We'll we'll love to see you, and um, we honor anything that you can donate. There's also a sponsors donating um, link on our on our site, lifersamovie.com. We're inviting all sponsors to get involved also, and we'll put you on all of our swag and our posters. Um, Jeff, you know, I'm going to be there helping, helping you do interviews, and I've already actually got a, a dress picked out. I haven't bought it yet, but I hope nobody buys it before I buy it, otherwise I'm going to be <laughs> back to, like, what am I going to wear? <laughs> but it's green, have, and it's really, really cute. I, I can't wait. I have my AstroTurf suit that I made um, about 20 years ago in L.A. when I was um, – I made a suit for this guy at Burning Man, and it, and it had a vest, and, and it was lined with hemp. My jackets are all lined with hemp, and it's AstroTurf. Oh, wow. That is awesome. So it still fits you after 20 years? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm as slim as a gym, man. You know, I'm I'm totally uh, a, a, a lightweight. Yeah, I, I have not uh, not grown too much. I got a little little bit of uh, baggage there. <laughs> I wish I could All say right. that. <laughs> well, what about I, you, Jeff? Did you put on weight in prison or 
how did that work after 22 years? How did you come out? Did, could you still fit your clothes, and did you even have your clothes still? Well, uh, most of my clothes were gone, but I could fit into them when I first got out, but I can't anymore. You know, I got out here and got around some good boots. <laughs> it uh, <laughs> okay. up. Now I'm trying to work and get it down the other way, but it's tough. <laughs> so we can't blame you prison sure? for that. <laughs> well, you know, it's you like when you, you you miss something for so long, when you get to get to have it, it's, I guess you go overboard. I don't know. It uh, seems like I did. <laughs> Eat All your right. hemp seeds, everybody. Uh, Eat your hemp seeds. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, well, I that wish I could. Good. It's still illegal here, though, and I'm still on parole, so I oh, don't really got to watch that. what I'm doing. We're going to fix that, Jeffrey. We are going to fix that. We're going to get everybody to, to – like most people hit their heads, and, and, they're, and they're 420 friendly, and they don't even know there's lifers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. But it's true. A lot of people don't know it. Uh, a lot of people right here in this town where I got sentenced didn't know that I was doing life without. So and, that's, uh, why, been, that's why I want I, all the sponsors to sign up and to allow our movie to be seen by the public. Well, you know, it's so important to have sponsors because if you think about it, who are we fighting? We're fighting the government. We're fighting big pharmacy. How about alcohol, tobacco industry? And they all have limited business amount of money we don't we have what we have in our pockets and we actually depend upon each other and if each of us can put in a dollar two dollars here and there it'll add up because there's a lot of us together it's just a matter of all working together it's so true yes it's so true we we need to um to get the word out through our film and to share it with the world and Possibly with my documentary being a six-part series and episode number two being about the children and how families were affected, is maybe the schools could use this as educational tools. Cool, cool. All right. Well, you guys, we're gonna um, we're gonna we don't have our next guest on, but we're gonna have Tom Corby come on and give us a Northern California update. And if our last two guests aren't on by the time he's done, then we're gonna close the show out. But I want to thank you guys. You guys are welcome to still stay on the line and listen as we um, as we go on. But I want to thank you, Jeff Mazansky and Jeff Eichen, and I can't wait to see you guys along with all the other people, good people we had on the show today at the Seattle Hemp Fest, doing prison outreach, using our voices, trying to get our voices heard, and I love it, and um, I'm I'm excited. Hemp, hemp, hooray. Amen. <laughs> and, and I really would love to thank you. And thank all the people out there to sign a petition to get me out. I mean, that's what it really takes. It takes signatures. It takes letters to our government. And uh, without that, you can't get it. And it's so true uh, what Beth was talking about, about trying to get your congressmen or senators or representatives to back your. For sure, for sure. To get out, you know, it's just if you can get a letter from them, uh, like I had about 130 of them that signed paperwork for me. And I think that was the final push besides all the people signing. Uh, that's what helped. That's well, when Jeff, the other government starts Lifers, looking. At the Lifers booth, um, Jeff Eichen is is going to let us do some some signings for some, some of our prisoners, um, some letters for some of them asking Obama to grant some of them clemency. So um, we're going to be there trying to gather some letters some, for some of our Lifers. So it'll, it'll be a big prison outreach party at Jeff's booth. Well, we need to all line up and sign, everybody. 
Everybody needs to be there because it's we that's how our voices get heard. Well, I think you being there too will attract other people to want to like, hey, you know, I'm Jeff Mazansky. I'm going to give you give you my um, signature, my autograph, and then could you go please sign this letter right here? I think that'll help us get more letters signed. So um, I sure hope so. Well, en- enough of recre- enough of recreation. I mean, anybody can uh, you know can do it you know behind the scenes and recreate and make their millions, and yet they're still lifers. We have to be the voice. The movie is the voice. Love you, Jeffrey. Thank you for everything you do and being articulate. I love you too, Thank brother. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thank see you, you guys at the fest. We'll see you there. I can't <laughs> right, wait. Bye. Take care. All right. All right, you guys. That was Jeff Mazansky who got out of prison after almost 22 years. And Jeff Eichen, who is doing a documentary about the prisoners that are in prison for life. And next we have a good friend of ours, New Jersey Weed Man, who is Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. So he went to trial twice, got not guilty one, and then got in trouble again just recently. He's been on our show to talk about his raids um, and might get a third possible not guilty in the future. But in the meantime, you know, he's a big advocate for jury nullification, for cannabis on a wide scale, and actually a good friend of mine that I'm very excited to see at the Seattle Hemp Fest this year, um, who's also going to be a speaker who speaks on jury nullification, that is your power to say not guilty if you believe that a law is unjust or bad or should just never be never be applied in a particular case. Now we're going to go to New Jersey Wee Man and find out what he is up to at the Seattle Hemp Fest this year and what will he be speaking about. Good morning, Mr. Ed Portion, a.k.a. New Jersey Wee Man. You're here live hey. with Kristen Ford and, and Mindy Griffiths. Um, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. Yourself, how are you? We're good. We're good. We're good. We're wondering what's up with the Hemp Fest. You're coming again. I, I don't think I've missed you. One one Hemp Fest. You've been to all of them. Lately, no, I haven't been to all of them. Years. I've been to about seven. I've been to about seven okay. of them. And, and I've been okay. to the last three in a row. Um, okay. And but I, but I do plan on being there this year and next year. And as long as they keep going, I do want to keep going every year. I want to make it a yearly thing. I think it's like the greatest event in uh, the cannabis movement nationwide. Cool, cool. And what we're, we're talking today is about um, prison outreach at the Hemp Fest. And one big thing that we all believe in as being voices of the cannabis war is the fact that a lot of our prisoners went to trial and lost. And your message is really strong. Your message is about jury nullification. Are you going to be discussing jury nullification on stage this year again? Yes, I always talk about jury nullification. Like I told people before, I could I could just as easily be called jury nullification man. As, you know, everyone knows I call myself the New Jersey weed man, but I could be called jury nullification man. I talk about it just as just as much. I was actually inspired myself as a big advocate for jury nullification through a lot of things that I learned through your outreach doing jury nullification. Um, so I, I'm really excited to to hear you speak about about the subject. Are you going to be talking also about the raids that just recently happened at your uh, at the joint? That's your restaurant. Yeah, well, as you know, I I got raided in uh, in April, so I have another trial coming up. You know, it just happened April 2016, and 
usually it takes about two years in New Jersey to get to trial. So we'll see what happens in uh, by 2018. But as it is right now, I plan on arguing jury nullification once again. Um, who knows what happens to the scheduling uh, on a federal level between now and then. Um, but either way, I want to present to my jury that marijuana is not a Schedule One drug. And the law that I'm charged with violating um, specifically says that marijuana is a Schedule One drug and is therefore illegal, and that's why I got charged with possession of it. So I want to present these arguments to the jury. Um, I have to represent myself in order to do that so that I can say things that lawyers are not allowed to say or they've agreed by different oaths they've taken not to say. I'm not a lawyer. I, I don't believe that my my First Amendment right or my right to self-defense is uh, infringed upon by any of those oaths that I never took. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so you are, um, is there is there anything you want to talk, anything else you're going to be doing at the Hemp Fest? I mean, I know you well, walk around and you you speak. Are you, um, is there anything that you're like looking forward to, any particular attraction that you're excited to see or be a part of? Well, whenever I come to Seattle, I do kind of explore the city a little bit. And, of course, I love your ferry system over there. I love getting on the water. Um, I'm looking forward to being in one of the uh, on one of the panels. I'm not sure which panel. The schedule hasn't come out yet. Um, last year I was in the Hemposium tent, um, I, I believe, twice. Um, so I hope, I hope to be on one of those panels discussing some topic. I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, but I, I look forward to that. That's cool. That's cool. Um, what about the food? Is there anything favorite that you like to eat there? Um. Wow. I hadn't really. I know I like the food one. behind <laughs> the stages. I like the food. I like the food backstage that the Seattle Hemp Fest volunteers personally cook for everybody. Um, but well, outside, well, you outside know, that, I I have to tell you when I was there, I actually ate with the volunteers the whole time because you know I have a I have the the badge the guest speaker badge and as a guest speaker you get to eat in the in the in the volunteers tent so basically that's what I did the whole time I was there I think I I might have I might have had like a like a like a corn dog or something maybe I don't remember I but uh, at nighttime uh, I went to I don't know the name of it it's, it's you probably know it it's your it's a uh, a fish market, your fish market in Seattle. Oh, a pike place market. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went over there and I ate at some restaurant right right next there, and I remember having a good time there. And I ate at one of those restaurants also right there on the water on the piers. Um, so I, you know, I like I enjoy Seattle. Um, you know, coming to yeah. the festival and all that during the day is great, but at nighttime, I've I've enjoyed exploring Seattle, and. This year, I actually will probably stay an extra day, and one reason I want to stay the extra day is because I want to I want to help with the cleanup. You know, a couple of years ago, oh, okay. I stayed like two two days, and I helped with the cleanup for like a couple of days. Um, last year, I had to leave like first thing in the morning the next day, and I kind of felt bad that I didn't help clean up. So this year, I'm going to help clean up. I'm, I'm staying an extra day, and I also probably will jump on a ferry or something that day and just hit one of the islands or something. Well, I just want to mention something about their cleanup. They actually 
pick up every single cigarette, but every single piece of paper, everything that is left on that park and make better than it was before they got there for Hemp Fest. So if anybody wants to volunteer to clean up, I'm sure Sharon Whitson would um, love that. In fact, we had Sharon on the on the um, call earlier, and she's looking for volunteers for the for the fest. So um, that's one thing I guess you could do is help volunteer to clean up. Um, um, uh, one more thing, New Jersey Weedman. Guess what? You know, my mom, she's been on probation and in prison the last few years, and so this is going to be the first time that she's going to get to go to it to the Hemp Fest since she got raided and locked up in prison five five years ago. So I'll be able to have my mom. So you'll get to meet my mom, and so will the rest of the Hemp Fest. And, um, oh, that's a pleasure. I've been reading about her for years. She's actually a Facebook friend of mine. From time to time, she yep. said hi. So I, it will be yep. great to finally get to meet her face to face. You know, so she's yep, totally yep. off her probation. She's totally off her parole for yep, probation. Yeah, she's free. She can smoke. She can do whatever she wants. I don't have to worry about the feds knocking on my door anymore for my mom or anything. We're all free now, except for okay, my dad. Well, well, he's free too. You know. Yeah. Sorry again for that. Well, I I have to well, make sure I make sure when I have one lit, I have to stand to her right. So follow okay, the lead. Cool. She loves- okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got we've got our other host on the phone. Mindy, is there anything you want to say to New Jersey Weed Man? Um, no, I think you guys covered it. I'm sorry, I've been popping in and out of screening calls during the interview, so. I don't want to repeat anything, okay. but. <laughs> all right. It's all, it's well, all good. It's all good, Mindy. You could. If you repeated something, it's all good. We're stoners. It's all right. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm looking forward to see, see, seeing you up there again this year. So it, it's going to be a good one. I, I'm so excited that for the 25th year, all these people are gathering in the same space. Um, so I, I'm just thrilled about the whole darn thing. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, you know, it's one of those places that I get to meet a lot of my Facebook friends. I get to meet these uh, activists from around the country that I read their stories, I read their plights. And at the Seattle Hemp Fest is one of those events where we all get to congregate and meet each other. Um, There's a few other places around the country that happens too, but nothing is as great as the Seattle Hemp Fest. I mean, the Boston Freedom Press is, is another one. The, the the one in Michigan, the Michigan Hash Bash, the one in Washington D.C., but all three of them combined don't match what with 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 Vivian McPeet has put together in Seattle. And I really enjoy going to Seattle every year, and I'm really looking forward to going back this year and hanging out with you guys again. Yeah, so we're looking forward to seeing you too. And I know him for the whole Hempfest is. Gosh, you you're really cool up here. Every time every time you step take step foot off the plane up here in Washington. All everybody up here goes crazy. Everybody loves New Jersey weed man, so we're excited too. Yeah, my um, internet precedes me pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, New Jersey weed man, uh, we will talk to you soon, and we'll see you soon. Um, we hope you have a good day. Is there anything else you want to mention before we get off? Well, you know, I, I, the last time I was on. Uh, Eugene was still on, so I kind of want to say, you know, I'm sorry to hear all that. Uh, you know, he died and rest in peace and all that. And, you know, uh, uh, I just want to say sorry. Like, wow. So, thank you. Know, you. That was it. Yeah, it, no problem. His death has had a huge impact on me. 
and Mindy. She's he was like a best friend to us and to the prisoners and to everybody. And I'm I'm really glad you got to meet him though, and he got you got to be interviewed by him because he he really is an honor to be even spoken to by because he's such a such a a power powerful person and like a best friend to our world. And so I'm really glad you got you got to meet him. That means that means a lot. Okay. All right. Well, thank All you. Right. I'll let you go. Best I'll see, see, see you in a couple weeks. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing the show, especially in his honor. Almost all of our shows are gonna be. In fact, all of our shows are dedicated to Eugene, and you know the fact that he's not here anymore. So we miss him. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Eugene. Okay, so now, you guys, that was New Jersey Weed Man, and we are going to go to Tom Corby, who is going to give us a Northern California chapter update and let us know what is going on in Northern California. Oh, wait, but first, guys, I just want to let you know, we were going to have have Jared Alloway on the line, um, but he he did not call in. Um, In fact, he told me that he likes to sleep in a little bit, so I have a feeling that maybe he just didn't make it um, this morning, but... I just want to say, Adam and Tony, um, they, um, Jared Alloy advocates for marijuana is safer than alcohol. When people say marijuana is safer than pharmaceuticals, marijuana is safer than peanuts. Well, Adam um, went online and he Googled his mini, um, Googled Pokemon, the new Pokemon Go game, and there has been a couple deaths. So we want to make it very clear, and we're going to let Jared know this, that marijuana is also safer than Pokemon Go. So um, <laughs> without Jared, we, we just want to get that out there. And Jared is also going to be a speaker at the event. Um, if you don't know Jared, you know, you, you'll see the marijuana, the safer shirt. And he also is a volunteer for real legalization. And he helps us a lot with our prisoners. Real legalization, they give us booths, uh, let us share booths with them. And they help us, um, Jared and Don, they help us get signatures on letters for our prisoners. Um, so we just want to um, just, Give a shout out to Jared. We can't wait to hear him speak as well. And our prisoners are grateful to have have him in their lives also. And thanks, Adam and Tony. I see you guys are listening. Um, so I hope you guys join us at the Lifers booth this um, this fest so we can get some more letters signed for our prisoners. Um, so now we're gonna go to Tom Corby. Um, good morning, Tom. How are you? Oh, it's top of the day, Christian. I want to thank everyone on the front line coming together and prohibition. Uh, when we talk about <clears throat> our prisoner outreach program, it's still good to hear our POWs talking on radio, Craig Cecil, George Mark Toronto, and now Jeff Zaksky. <clears throat> I have returned letters from all of them here, and what do they all say? That they're not forgotten in there. Um, oh, Yes. Uh, that's all the the reward you need when you write these letters to prisoners in in there. Uh, It's really all they have, if you think about it, mail calls the most important time of all. Also, when you send clemency letters, uh, pardon letters, requests, I think it's always good to send a copy also to the prisoner so he can uh, present when he faces the judge uh, with his attorney and, of course, also a letter of encouragement to stay strong. 
and keep on keeping on and to always remind them that there's many out here on the front lines trying to end prohibition and free all our POWs. And when you ever go to jail for a plant, our sacred plant, uh, cannabis actually is a medicinal herb, in fact. Uh, I've been using uh, tincture and using herbs for 45 years. And I finally realized that cannabis is just another miracle medicinal herb fact. Uh, so we always put out there to educate, not incarcerate, to Google in into cannabinoid science. Uh, in Northern California, again, as <laughs> you know, uh, we continue to set precedents uh, in Northern California. Uh, and we always talk about uh, if more people would take them on the trial uh, and uh, come with jury nullification, and if there's no victim, uh, how can there be a crime? And jury nullification is so important in that uh, you cannot be held accountable for making your decision if you feel that punishment outweighs the crime. Uh, so we talk about trial, and if more people would take them on, I think only what, Christian, only about 7% of people uh, don't take them on to trial. They take these plea bargains that they don't realize that uh, actually screw, uh, screws us when we take these plea bargains. Uh, when you take them on to trial, like Alex Lyons that I always bring up, uh, his case is so unique. Like He's my... Uh, my neighbor, a very good friend here, he's my granddaughter's age. He's only 28 years old. Think about it. When these kids go to jail, uh, Alex spent 40 days in peace jail. How it disrupts their lives and families. Uh, Alex Lyons uh, insisted on a speedy trial. Uh, his uh, public, uh, no, his uh, District the DDA, his deputy district attorney, uh, Jones, uh, actually, uh, I, I want to bring this out again. I brought it out on the last show. Uh, actually caught him with his pants down, uh, and uh, he actually <laughs> called him to buy for more time to build his case. So this is unheard of. A DA actually uh, needing more time. Furthermore, uh, D.A. Jennings is sympathetic with Alex's case as Alex was honest and striking and uh, he, he really tried to stay within the laws and the guidelines. Furthermore, this is this. So uh, at his uh, pretrial conference, uh, the arresting officers, Patterson and, and Enos, uh, were, were reported to be on vacation, so they couldn't be there that day, right? Uh, when we talk about the injustices, courtroom and actually the uh, outright lies. Uh, a couple of days later, Alex is at his favorite talker stand and guess who's there? Patterson and Enos. Now, he's, he's been talking to these officers uh, in a real friendly way and they actually like Alex. And, and so he actually confronted them and mentioned about, I thought you were on vacation said something like, we haven't had a vacation for two years. So here we are. Uh, 
this, uh, I would say, like an injunction, or we're going to file uh, a counter on 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 this. And, and when we talk about uh, records, I noticed the show today is about records. My first thought comes to mind. A lot of people don't understand about pitches motions. Uh, basically, all that is is uh, bringing forth the officer's credibility and actually bringing their records forward. Uh, both Al, uh, both uh, Alex Lyons and James Benno, uh on their motions hearings that are coming up uh, have pitches motions going. And uh, in Benno's case, James said the attorney, uh, the uh, officers actually had the lawyer up Oh, I would say that <laughs> that has the course on defense, and that's what we do. We keep coming hard, and we keep taking them on, and we we take them on to trial. Uh, I ha- uh, have a, uh, a fairly new case here in Butte County, uh, Farm Block, uh, Matt Sear, uh, Christian. I think you've heard about their case here of the Pet Five. Uh, when we talk about net five, uh, one of the net five uh, officers, he got 10 years, and I also heard he's up for federal charges. Uh, he got caught, uh, you probably remember back, he got caught with 247 pounds in Pennsylvania selling on their or cannabis. So we are catching up with these officers, and we're, we're uh, bringing forth these pitches most, and they have to be accountable for their actions. Uh, Matt Sears has a 995 dismiss motion hearing with Charnel James right here at number one Court Street. Uh, that's uh, on July, July 27th. That's just uh, got my calendar here. And I only suggest I have more than one of calendar. I can barely keep track of everything with my calendar. So, uh, and also, uh, we can use the calendar, Human Suits International. Well, I'm just going to interject this real quick. Uh, folks can go there to do uh, humansuitsinternational.org and, and uh, click on Prisoner Outreach Program. Uh, there's a list of all the prisoners there. Uh, I recommend writing a prisoner today. And also, you can use our calendar to post for civil rights events, meetings, and cases. Uh, so Matt here goes up for his nine nine five. Uh, and what, what's fortunate about this case, Christian, is Spawn Block didn't get charged. Uh, I'm not clear, I'm exactly clear. Matt said something about uh, the records or something, and so thankfully that only Matt has has the usual the usual tri- cannabis charges. Uh, he goes up at eight thirty a.m. on uh, July twenty seventh. And I'm on Court Street, and uh, local court support is always uh, uh, requested. Uh, so come bear witness if you can uh, support our defendants. Uh, cut to the chase. I'm not a man of brevity because uh, why we have a lot to say. I really feel that we have the momentum now to end prohibition. Uh, I've been fighting for my right to have cannabis for 46 years. Uh, I will continue to fight for my right to have my medicine. We cannot take the right away. Yes, have our plan. 
And I want to remind everybody that Donna always says, really helps. Don't forget to breathe. And I want to thank you mm-hmm. all today, Kristen, for another great show. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. We love you. Um, you guys, that was Tom Corby, the Northern, Northern Chapter Coordinator for the Human Solution International. He holds it down for Northern California. He gets court support. He gets prisoner letters to prisoners, everything. You guys, we got Jared on the line real quick. He um, he was our, our our guest that didn't call in, but he's in. Wakey, 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 Jared Alloway. Um, so we're just going to talk. We're almost out of time, but we're just going to say hi to Jared and find out what he's going to be up to at the Hemp Fest. Um, good morning, Jared. How are you? Good morning. Hey, good that, morning, Jared. Does Tom, does Tom Corby have a safer shirt? He needs one. Tom Corby is. I don't think one so. Don't. <laughs> I'm have to get him one. For I thought sure, that name sounded sure, familiar. Yeah, you could get him as in, uh, marijuana is safer than Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so Adam Adam uh, sent me a message this morning, Jared, and he looked it up, and there's actually been deaths. A few people died over Pokemon Go. So he mentioned oh. to you that. Pokemon Go is safer than, um, or cannabis is more deadly. Pokemon's killing people. Weed isn't. So So you're going to be a speaker at the fest, and you're going to be talking about, I'm sure you know how much safer marijuana is than alcohol. Is there anything else you're going to be doing at the fest this year? Are you going to be at the real legalization booth? Well, um, I haven't spoken with Don Skaki about having a real legalization booth at Seattle Hemp Fest. I know I'm going to be speaking. Um, I'm going to bring awareness to the shirts I've been working on. Um, I'm going to let everybody in the audience know um, 502 is not good enough. It actually hurts (laughs) patients. Um, and so people need to uh, talk to their representatives in Olympia and let them know that um, the laws as they currently stand are unacceptable. It's a step backwards from, uh, you know, voter uh, petition signature gathered uh, effort with uh, 6951. So, um, yeah, they reduce our plan. I was at T-Mobile yesterday, and there's a guy that worked there, and he said that he has psoriasis, and that since the medical stores cut down, he can't get the bath salts, the cannabis-infused bath salts that he used to take a bath in that helped him with the psoriasis no more. Hmm. I know they have cannabis bath salts at recreational stores. I'm not sure if they are up to par with the kind that existed before all this uh, BS. But, yeah. yeah, I know that the, the edibles are only 10 milligrams, so the idea that we're going to uh, force patients to get what they need at the recreational stores and the edibles are only 10 milligrams, that's kind of unacceptable that lawmakers would make such a suggestion. Okay, well, we're about out of time, <laughs> but we want to thank you so much, and we are excited to have, to see you this year at the Hemp Fest. We've had... Throughout the show, we had a really good show. We've been talking about all the prison outreach going on at the fest, and we've been talking about um, we've had a few of the other speakers coming on. So 
um, we we are excited, and I know we get excited with to see you because it's kind of fun. We 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 see the same activists at a lot of different events, and Jared's Jared's one of them that that's there at all of them, every one of them spreading his message, and it's it's amazing. And we are happy, happy you came on, and um, marijuana is safer than alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and tell, tell Tom Corby I said hi, and I, I enjoyed listening to Tom Corby while I was while I was waiting. That was some good information. Cool, cool. And we'll get oh, um, Tom we'll get here, here yet, so well, he knows. And and get Tom Corby's address so I can mail him a shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we'll be on there. All right. All right. Okay. Thanks, Jared. Thank you for having me on. You guys are great. You're welcome. Thank you. you for Have on. a good Sunday. Have a good day. See you at the fest. That was Jared Alloway. You guys, Jared Alloway is seriously uh, one of my one of my people that I look up to a lot because when he would be out there with his signs, it motivated me to always wear my apron. I have a prison outreach apron that I wear all over the place, and when I do my advocacy, I have my apron because I got my flyers in there and got everything I need in my apron, and I've ironed on patches onto it with prisoner stuff. And just to see Air Jared constantly wearing a shirt made me feel like, hey, I can wear this apron and rock it, and I did. So anyway, thanks, Jared, for inspiring me. Um, but you guys, we're going to go into close. Unless, Mindy, is there anything else you want to bring up? No, we've had a jam-packed show. Oh, my gosh, we're eight minutes in overtime right now. But for close, I'm going to do something different. Um, first of all, we have a whole bunch of people who have died, so i like to thank everybody who volunteers, everybody who listens, uh, CCHI for giving us this platform to be on um, in order to get voices out that need to be heard. Um, we do all that here um, at the closing, and we ask everybody to end prohibition so nobody has to go for jail for a plant. And then we go in, and then I go do a close, and I say something special about all of our people who have passed away in the movement. But this time, I'm I'm really just going to focus on Eugene and just briefly mention some of the rest of them. And the reason why I'm focusing on Eugene is because Beth Curtis wrote me a message uh, for our, our memorial show, and I got it basically today. And so I'm going to read it. Um, this is from Beth Curtis, who was on our show earlier, who's been doing prison outreach forever. It says, "Hello, hello." I will miss Eugene. He is a part of my life and for many years. Eugene was the first marijuana lifer that I found in federal prison after my brother John. Eugene helped me find more like Leonardo Hernandez Miranda, uh, Randy Lanier, Charles Fred Cundiff, Billy Deacle, Larry Duke, and others. Eugene was always working on legal issues and always hopeful and supportive of any efforts to bring attention to the plight of others. Eugene was supposed to be a part of the petition for clemency that Michael Kennedy and David Holland submitted to the president in 2012. When Gene was released just before the petition was submitted, he had to scramble to get someone to fit the criteria. Finally, Charles Cundiff wrote me back and was added. The criteria was nonviolent, marijuana only, over the age of 60, with a life sentence, not a de facto life. When Gene called to say that he had found out that he was resentenced to time served and would be released that day, I asked him to let me know as soon as he was out, and I waited. I thought I wouldn't be able to breathe till I heard from Gene, and for two days there was no word. Apparently, he was to be released. He was told that the prison personnel is doing the paperwork and had gone home for the weekend. He waited patiently with grace. 
Dean was the first to be released, and I will never forget the overwhelming relief knowing that there was hope for others. Beth. And there is hope for others because since Eugene's been released, so many more have been released. A lot of Eugene's friends he's been able to reunite with after spending decades and decades in prison for cannabis. After Eugene was released, he went on to be a voice for all the other ones, joined the Human Solution International as an executive director and a board member, um, writing policies and procedures in a handbook and helping to get the organization a 501c3 just trying to do what he could to end prohibition so his friends don't have to stay one more night in prison. After that, after leaving the Human Solution, Eugene founded, helped Mindy and I found this group that we have now called VOW, the Voices of the Cannabis War, where Eugene was extremely motivated to make sure people knew and came onto our radio show as a host every single Sunday. Eugene brought to our to us all a special part of the show as he always led us to the direction of positivity where we'd be angry and he'd help us understand um, what our anger actually meant and what to do about it. So please, if you're listening to the show today, I just want to say rest in peace to Eugene Fisher. He was a man who really stood up for himself and others. And I uh, love him so much and we miss him. So rest in peace, Eugene. Um, rest in peace to my father, Richard Floor, who I had to take off life support while he was shackled to a bed because of cannabis. He helped so many people. Also, rest in peace to Jerry Shepard and Mary Jane Jones, who were shot down by the federal government over 20 times about 20 years ago, who left behind uh, baby Jake and Stacey Tice, who carries a green, 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 green bus around the nation um, due, to, due to what happened to her, her aunt and her uncle. Also, to Jack Kerr, who taught us about the plant, who, said, who tells us that all about the conspiracy, get the book, Emperor Wears No Clothes. Also, to Peter McWilliams, who wrote us, a couple books about inspiration. Peter um, died in the movement, choking over his own vomit on probation while he was serving to, for serving time for the plant on probation. And also to Bill Lamorte, who passed away on the 4th of July for serving a life sentence for cannabis after 20 years, who was a close friend of Eugene. Eugene said he had a major heart attack. We also want to say rest in peace to Larry Harvey, whose family is going to be going to prison someday soon if, um, if the laws don't change. Also to Dee Young for giving us Adam. To Curtis Cecil, who passed away in the movement while his father was serving a life sentence. His dad calls in every single Sunday uh, to talk about what's going on. Also to Spencer Coftus and Cashy Hyde, two little children in the movement who were using their medicine. Their caregivers were raided. The medicine was not easy access by their family. So the two little children's brain tumors grew and grew and grew, and they passed away. Also to Bernardo Boomer Martinez, who's a close friend of mine, who's trying to help bring attention to our prisoners on a worldly level. Also to Elaine Sammons who was an ONAC tribal member who was using the medicine, and the medicine was intercepted by the post office, and she wasn't able to get it, and she also passed away in the war. And to Oscar, who was Eugene and George's friends in prison, and said that Oscar went to FCI in the sky. And, of course, also to um, Rick Smith. Thank you for everybody who's given everything to the world, and please help us in prohibition so that absolutely nobody else has to die in prison for a plant. Thank you or for a plant period. And check out this song. It's called No More War by Kushite Siksa. And I'll see everybody, Mindy and everybody, and we'll see everybody at the Hemp Fest. Have a good Sunday, and um, enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. 
Look out in the street there. You know what you don't see? My car, because I had to sell it to pay the lawyer I hired when I got busted for drunk driving. You know what else you don't see? My girlfriend, who decided that a guy with no car and no license and no money was no fun. And hey, you know what else you don't see? You don't see me leaving for work in the morning, because I missed so much time with court and everything that I got fired. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.